Hello folks, welcome back to the RLS podcast. We are on episode 16 and we're here with Mr. Ben Herring and we're going to be talking about how to take charge of your life and level up. Ben, how's things? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me on bro, I really appreciate it. It's not a problem mate, it's not a problem. Where are you in the world? What time is it? So we are in Dubai at the minute, so we're four hours ahead of you, it's one o'clock, um, but as all the listeners can probably tell, I'm from uh, uh, Northern Ireland, I'm from Belfast, so I am, so yeah, um, out, out here in the wild. Wait, how, did you, how did you end up over there? When did, when did you move? Last May, um, it wasn't actually intended, I was here for a short stay, um, but last May, um, and haven't looked back, it's been quality so far, um, yeah. Could make quality, and I suppose it's a little bit different to Belfast. Um, what, what's the weather over there just now? At the minute, we're sitting at about, I think, 25 degrees. But yeah, in the summer, like ridiculous, you're getting 45 to 50. Um, it's, it's unbearable. Um, sometimes, yeah, it's, it, it is unbearable. You're out walking and you're absolutely drenched in sweat. But yeah, just have to stay inside. Just have to um, work around it. Yeah, mate, I must admit, I'm, I'm always jealous of seeing the guys up on like the rooftop gyms. Um, it is something that it looks pretty good, to be fair. Um, I'm assuming there's like there's a lot of those. It's not just the same one that I continuously see. <laughs> yeah, mate, honestly, it has absolutely everything and anything. Now, don't get me wrong, it's so forward in a lot of ways, but it's also so backwards. But yeah. no, it is quality. Um, it is the facilities are just out of this world. It's, uh, it's insane. Um, yeah. But I do, well, like, there's downsides to it too. Like, I do miss um, back home. I do miss intimacy amongst people. I do miss, like, I, I've just moved somewhere and there's grass and a park and, like, it's crazy how you go missing that. And, like, yeah, there's so much. Um, it's not the same as home, but uh, there is obviously all that sort of facilities and things, but that isn't everything. Cool. Quality, mate. So first question I'll usually ask people that come on here, I mean, it's, it's, it's always pretty much fitness-related, so... Growing up in Ireland, how did you come to fall into fitness as a job? How did you kind of, what brought you to, to that point? Mm, good question. So as a job, as of such, I didn't want to be a personal trainer. Um, it wasn't on my agenda. So pretty much I had um, gotten shape and I set myself a goal. Um, by the time I turned 20 to get in photo shoot shape or to do a New Year's resolution. And pretty much I'd blogged about it. So I would have been like 42 weeks to go, 32 weeks to go in my group chat. Everyone thought I was weird. Everyone thought I was um, just mad um, and lost the plot. But over time, I started getting a lot of traction. I started looking a lot better. And uh, I would have been out on nights out. I would have been out at this place back home called Thompson's. I would have been out on Tuesday night. And loads of boys would have said to me, mate, like, what are you doing? How are you doing this? And I would have uh, been like, right, right, your dad plan tomorrow morning, send me a message. And I would have... Um, give him a diet plan. Before I knew it, at the end of the year, I wrote, a, uh, I wrote a, an article about New Year's resolutions and why they were actually a good thing. And don't go, because it was December, done the shoot, got an incredible shape. Um, and then a month later, I wrote a big New Year's uh, resolution article. And it was about like, don't let anyone um, tell you that you can't do it. We're trying to build people up here, etc. It's quite controversial. But Pretty much it went, uh, it got a massive reaction, okay? And uh, someone offered me a personal training job and I didn't even realize it, but 
I'd got, uh, I'd, I'd built a portfolio of all my friends, all um, getting in quality shape, and I built a, a following without realizing it. And uh, yeah, um, I then went in and, and just, I was like, all right, let's try this. Took a five grand loan out, went for it, and fucked the rest is history. So yeah, um, wasn't intended, but turned out well. Good. I bet that kind of rings bells in my ears as well. It was kind of like a similar thing whereby I was like, I was the guy that went to the gym a lot. I was the guy that kind of knew what I was doing. And then like a lot of my friends would like kind of tag along and I'd just take a little bit of a, a like to kind of helping people. Um, and I think I was just the one that stuck around with it the, the longest and and ended up and ended up here. And as you say, like got a lot of my friends kind of in good shape alongside me and then built it up from there. Um, I think a lot of people come from that kind of that direction as well. Um, so how about the online coaching process did that come along pretty early in your time with coaching or was that something that you you went into after x amount of years so like i'd always i i I worked heavily on the gym floor for years and i used to do a lot of work um a lot of sessions um i built really good communities and things but i always done online like i always had um people reaching out to me and from afar and i just couldn't service them from a time perspective and also as well from a location perspective so i've always done it but then it took um probably about three to four years to actually think right i'm gonna make this online um i'm gonna make that transition and now um we're doing that we're working with guys all over the world Um, i think we've serviced i think 19 different countries um which is quality um and as well as that um yeah, 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 that's it's it's always sort of been going, but it just built up more and more and more and more, and got the stage where I took the offline side of things out. And personally, I just want to help a lot of people. Um, I want to help a lot of people, so it's the best way. Yeah, and obviously moving on to the the, the Level Up Academy, how did you how did you come to bring that about, and what's that looking right looking like right now? So in a nutshell, right, I'll try and keep this short. Um, at the start, I coached everyone and anyone. I coached athletes, I coached mums, I coached dads, I coached individuals to lose over seventy nine stone. Um, I coached everyone. Um, and then I got to a stage where I was really overwhelmed. And I remember um, I was in uh, Thailand at the time. I took a, a month off and went away traveling and things. And I just needed it. I almost, I got so busy that I wanted to get away from it. I, I wanted to avoid it because it was just too overwhelming. And again, I'm not that old. So it was like, it, it was just a lot too soon and hand on it. So pretty much when I went there, I went to, I was with a, a girl at the time and uh, I said, you know what, I'm taking today to myself, if that's okay. And uh, she looked at me with two heads, but I done that and uh, I went to a coffee shop and I wrote out pretty much my journey for like, and I spent about eight hours writing and I just wrote out what was going on, what I've been through, every mistake that I've made, everything that's happened, people that have contacted me, like being in contact, like have touched me, I mean, in like uh, an inspiring way. And really, really, like, I got to the stage where I realized I went from skinny to strong. I went from a skinny guy who was 69 kilos, first ever gym session, to a lot stronger, a lot bigger, um, stronger mentally, physically. And ultimately, I then came back and I was just like, right, I got I, I to gotta put this message out to people. So I created a coaching brand called Skinny to Strong um, and worked with guys, especially I felt like that skinny um, guy wasn't really serviced in the market. I also felt as well that... Um, Skinny got a, if you look at the definition on skinny, it's uh, the definition is unattractively thin. And I really wanted to sort of 
look at that. I didn't like the fact that people were associating themselves that and calling that, and that was normal. So I really went down that avenue. And over a few years of that, um, I started getting very invested into a lot more in my clients' lives and they were building businesses. They were coming to me with relationship questions. They were coming to me about how do I publicly speak? How do I be more confident? How do I do? Uh, how do I understand my values? So I noticed that I was having a lot more conversations about that. So I was like, right, this, and at that time as well, I'd, re- I'd made a shift in my own sort of body, my own training, and I wasn't pursuing muscle growth. Um, and then I uh, transitioned. It took me about a year and a half to really think of, um, to really think of like, right, what is the direction I'm going in? Um, what is the direction people need me? And pretty much I realized that I was helping guys level up. I was helping them level up and really become new men, become, uh, fulfill their potential. So I created the Level Up Academy about 19 months ago, I think it is now. Um, and pretty much it's we're having an amazing impact. So like that's sort of the evolution of it. Um, it's and we look at it in regards to helping you level up physically, so your physique, your perform, your how you look, um, your performance in regards to like what you can do with that body, and then professionally, how you, what is your goals, where do you want to be? A lot of the guys would be quite ambitious. Um from a career perspective and then personally like who you are what you want to do your experiences your relationships so and so and so so yeah it's been a it's been a really really cool um journey so yeah. i'm not trying to that's a, that's a long it's quite long but yeah but i mean that's really cool when uh, i think i've followed you for a couple probably a couple of years now probably and like you're someone that gets like incredible results and i think people forget that this isn't physique is the kind of is the icing on the cake but all these other things in the background like helping people level up with their business with their confidence and all these different bits and pieces is the powerful thing about it it's a lot of people from the in from the outside in just they see the the a to b the skinny to to getting a bit bigger building a bit of muscle but that's just that's just the icing on the cake and everything else behind it is is incredible and i think with what you basically talked about going from that skinny to strong to now the level up academy you can basically bring people along for the ride with your journey like you've obviously been through a a massive transition and building this business up and taking it from obviously well I mean living in Belfast you're now in Dubai like I think everyone can kind of see that journey and see how you've grown and think right if if Ben can kind of go through that own process he obviously knows what it's going to take for me to go through that process as well and I think that's that's incredibly powerful if you can take someone through a journey that you've already been through. Um, I think that always helps. Yeah, 100%. And like, I'm going to be honest here as well. I was having a chat with my friend before and there's also guys in my program that are a lot more experienced than me. I have guys on my program that are doing Ironmans 20 years into training and things like that. And it's not also like sometimes, like, yes, I do think you need to walk the walk and I walk the walk in uh, a lot of ways, but it's like also like, it's just really helping people like one thing, one big belief I have, right? And it's kind of, you mentioned about results, you see the physical aspect, but one belief I have is every single person on this earth is it has a genius coach within them. And it's pretty much what I mean by genius coach can ask themselves the right questions and get themselves the results they want. So that's what I do in everyone. I really try to like coach them in a way that helps them understand how to coach themselves. Um, so yeah, like th- that's, that, that's a big, 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 big belief of mine. Um, the Like me and what we're doing here is only like one chapter um, of someone's life. And it's really about them writing their own story and how to, giving them the skills so they can do that. So no, yeah, um, I'm really obsessed about everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of, I, I love it, so I do. But um, 
Yeah, mate, like tell me a little bit about your work. Tell me a little bit about what you're up to, what you're wanting to work towards, yeah. Yeah, so mate, essentially I went from kind of, same idea, like I was trying to help everyone and I believe that when you're in the infancy of your coaching career, like that's that's fine. That's that's kind of what you need to do. I was helping anyone from 13 years old up to all the way to 75 years old and it didn't matter where you were, who you were or what you did. And that was perfect. And that literally led me to where I am today. And it gives you that experience of how to kind of communicate with different people and how to work with male and female. And it almost then leads you into this kind of like, right, you want to fix everyone's problem. So you try to learn how to fix everyone's, everyone's problem. And that actually serves you well um, for the future. So essentially went from that point to then making a little transition myself when I signed up with um, Joe Parrish, where I was kind of like this guy that went, was out every weekend, taking the piss a little bit, just standards were piss poor. And then I kind of began to level up those standards. And I was at a point where I was like, right, I want to be the guy that can help guys still enjoy a social life. But at the same time, we can make massive moves forward with their physique, with their confidence and with whatever else they want to do in life. And that was kind of where it started. That's where I began to start creating this kind of niche. Um, But again, there's still varying different types of people within the program. Um, And then most recently, just as of, I think it was September, I started the, the nine to five athlete. So I believe this was kind of reflecting a lot more who I was at this point, whereby it was like perhaps stepping away a little bit from this, trying to be like, trying to do everything, trying to have this incredible social life, but also trying to um, get these kind of physique goals and um, athletic goals. So it's now more aimed towards getting incredible results for someone that's busy as hell, nine to five, um, hence hence the name but also someone that's looking to take take on the next big thing with their athletic performance, with their running um, a triathlon, whatever it may be. And it's still in a transitional phase, but I am getting a lot more out of that personally. And I believe the people that I'm working with are getting a lot more out of it as well. Um, and I believe it's now taking people to, to the next level. And a lot of the guys that were with me originally, like, without kind of forcing them in any direction, they're almost coming along for the ride. And these people are really now really leveling up, really taking on, as I said, the next big thing with whatever it is, like their fitness, their physique, athletic performance. And so it's, yeah, I'm really enjoying this, this kind of new, this new direction that I'm going with, with the program. Um, And I think everyone on the program right now is kind of, is as well. Absolutely. Absolutely class. I love that. So I do love the name as well. And the message behind it. Yeah, it's as I said, it's still kind of still refining it, still looking to fine tune the the messaging, fine tune the kind of what it actually stands for. But it's I'm enjoying kind of going along with it, and it's I'm getting a lot of fulfillment out of it as well. Yeah, that's the the whole. But it's a constant iteration. It's constant yeah. sculpting, and that's the the beauty of it. Exactly, yeah. mate. So here's a question for you: three things you wish you knew when you were starting your kind of fitness journey, when you were first trying to go from, say, for example, skinny to strong? Yeah, well, for me, and uh, I see this quite a lot um, with uh, a lot of individuals, I worked with Nicholas Lee hard. So I did. I worked with Nicholas. Well, one... 
Yeah, so I'm going to teach one of my biggest coaching principles here, right? Um, and it's really, in that stage, right, I was unhappy with my body. The thing that drove me into the gym was ultimately uh, guys in the PE room winding me up about my moves. Now, that was only just a reflection of why, that was just like, that just was the tipping over the edge that got me to go into the gym. But before that, I was unhappy with myself and my how I looked and what was going on. So really, what I have to look at is why are you in that situation? Because you don't just get in that situation overnight. You don't wake up, you're not born into that situation. So what has led you? What habits, what behaviors, what thinking, what environments have led you to being in this shape and in this state, okay? And it is just a state. So if I had anything to say to that is I would question that. I would question what's got you here, okay? And then when you know that, then you can overcome it because I trained for so many, like I trained for years where I would have put all the work in and then I would have self-sabotaged. I would have put all the work in and then I would have um, like, I wouldn't have went all in with the training. I would have maybe turned up to the session, but I wouldn't have went all in. I would have uh, distracted myself. I would have um, let poor habits creep in. I would have um, looked at everyone else and comp compared myself. So if I knew why I was stuck in that first place, then I would be able to overcome that. And I would be able to understand, right, here's a solution to these barriers. The thing that I was doing at that time on a technical level, on a surface level, I was training, I was trying to eat better, I was trying to get the right things, um, but I didn't actually understand how I would do that. Like anyone could go and follow a plan or get the best strategy, but it's actually getting the human to implement that. And with that, there's a whole host of things that can hold someone back. So my biggest thing would be to understand why you got there in the first place and why your bar, like what is your barrier and identifying that. It's great having something on a technical level, but it's like, now how do we implement that? How do we put that into action? That would be the first thing. The second thing, and I suppose it's kind of on this and it's 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 fitness, but it's also over, over aspects is it's like, personally, like the thing that held me back was I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel good enough. Um, and I was taught not to feel good enough. And I didn't feel good enough about myself. When I say taught, I don't like that word. I was conditioned by my environment to feel not good enough um, through different situations, different circumstances, et cetera. But what I realized is it's like, I am, it's about how I feel about myself. It's about what's going on. Like at you, I'm totally uh, worth a great physique. I'm, I, that's something I can attain. I can do great things. I'm ready to receive success. So like just even that belief about I am good enough um, and building that within myself and realizing that, that will be the second thing. So um, really to that younger uh, Ben um, is just saying that you are good enough and believe in that. And third thing is like, the fucking world is your oyster. Like I've changed myself massively. I don't recognize myself every single year. And it's like the compound of small habits and being intentional and where you place your attention, like it'll, it, it'll pay off massively. So I would tell that, um, that younger Ben that pretty much like you do not know how much you can level up. You do not know how much you can progress. You do not know what you can achieve. And I don't say that like from an intimidating perspective, but it's like, I say that from an aspect of like, take these small things um, seriously, like not seriously, take this, look at the small things and do your best on those small things. And honestly, if you think about that, like micro action and you do that consistently, like you're, there's so much ahead of you and enjoy the challenge, the journey, the struggle, the adversity, 
um that's that's the that's the bit that's building you so yeah there'd be the three things understand why um you are where you are and the barriers in front of you and um, don't go through it blind eyed the second thing is you're totally good enough and then the third thing is it's like there's l- <laughs> limitless potential in you like pay attention to the many details yeah 100 percent. that's that's huge and I think I was exactly the same when I was younger as well. It came from a place of people telling me like, oh, you're fat, you're too heavy, you're you're too big. And I was just like, oh, I just believed that then. That was just what was true. And I think it, it honestly probably took me until about two years ago until I started believing that didn't have to be me and that that wasn't true. And I think it does come from actually finding someone that's going to that's gonna back you and, and, and tell you that, yeah, there's a lot more actually possible than what you believe. Um, and I think I obviously got into my own head so much where I was just like every kind of weight loss attempt that I tried, any fat loss attempt, any kind of attempt to stick to the gym for a long time, I was just like, this is going to fail at some point. Like I'm going to, I'm going to self-sabotage and time after time. That's what I ended up doing because I still believe that old story from, from when I was younger. You're, you're just big, you're a big guy, you're big boned, even like, even like my peers and kind of, I suppose you could say family and stuff like that. Like, you're just big bones, man. You're just you're just a bigger guy. You're just a bigger lad. And that kind of allowed me to just stay in that comfort zone of being that bigger, bigger guy. Um, so yeah, mate, I think that was that was a really good message there. So that kind of would lead me now on to next the next bit. And it's about like self-limiting beliefs. So and I believe that you kind of you kind of spoke to, spoke about that a little bit within that last part, but um, what's your kind of what's your kind of take on self-limiting beliefs and what kind of holds guys back from actually moving forward? What do you mean by that? Like, what like is it identify the main ones or yeah, like tell me elaborate yeah. a little more. Just yeah, like, sorry. So, how okay. would you kind of like identify your your own self-limiting beliefs? Well, this is the thing. It's like you, you can't see the label when you're inside a bottle, like that type of thing. You can't sometimes see your own limiting beliefs. So you need sometimes a situation or a piece of information or someone else to sort of really help you understand, right, what what is holding you back? Because you can do whatever you really put your mind to. Why is it that some people do exceptionally well? And why is it that other people don't do so well? Especially when we've all got the same, re- we've got resources and things like, so like, it takes it, it takes like an outside perspective to to look at your limiting beliefs that help you identify your limiting beliefs and help you through them personally mm-hmm. you can prove it to yourself you can work on it um but i suppose it's just yeah i suppose you need to identify it and then you can work on it but half the battle sometimes is like understanding right what is the actual belief why am i in this why am i stuck why am i going on and usually you get feedback off something um the the kids that so I hope that answers your question. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think it's something that kind of Joe spoke to me about before a lot. And it's like, it's about these stories that you tell yourself and these stories that you they tell yourself, they're, a lot of the time they're just bullshit to keep you within that comfort zone. And again, for an example, for me, it was, was kind of just like, you'll never get in shape. Or another one would be like, you'll never actually make it to the next level of football when I was younger. And as soon as you keep telling yourself this over and over and over and over again in your head, it just reinforces that belief. And again, the exact opposite can be true, whereby it was like, for me, I used to tell myself I wasn't a runner. I would never run 10K. 
it just wasn't possible. I was too big. I was too heavy. My knees didn't like it. And as soon as I continue to tell myself that, it's a good chance it's not going to happen. But if you're able to flip it on its head and almost, to a certain extent, almost make up stories that you think might not even be true, but keep telling yourself that six months time, it's a good chance you'll have run that 10K. So you always have them. You So where I like to look at this and I like to explain this, right, is ultimately... You've always got two sides of your, your thinking, okay? And how you think will basically be how you experience life, right? And one side of your thinking is like almost like your roommate, your roommate in your mind. And that roommate will tell you, you're not good enough. You can't get in shape. You can't, as you said, make it to the next level in your football. It will always go on, okay? And like you can try and avoid it. You can try and dampen it. You can try and uh, do X, Y, and Z, but it will always be there. No matter if you're still in shape, there'll always be a next, there'll always be someone bigger than you, et cetera. There'll always be another level, blah, 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 right? So it's not about like avoiding it. It's about like looking at, right, observing it and like asking it, right, what's the evidence that that is true? Okay, what is the evidence that I can't get in shape? What is the evidence that's not possible? And each and every single day, you get the chance to move forward. You get the chance to choose the identity of what you want to be. You get the chance to either stay where you are, go go behind or go forward towards whatever direction that you want. So it's about observing it, questioning it. And then, like you said, like if you go six months into running, you become a runner. You're not going to quit. Like you become, you see yourself as a runner. But that's like that, that's how someone would overcome a, a limited belief so that they can then push on and achieve what they want. Yeah, I think so. And the, the, chimp, the chimp paradox is obviously a good one, which kind of talks about that um, that kind of scenario quite a bit. And then one that I've been recently reading was like Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. I don't know if you've read that one. Um, he kind of explains the concepts behind It's quite similar to the chimp paradox in, in places whereby it's like, you actually just need to have a rational conversation with the with the thought that you've got on your head. Um, like again, just to use that same example, you'll never be a runner. And then just asking a question, just like, like why can't I be a runner? Why rationally can I actually not now go and do a 10K in six, eight weeks' time? And when you actually stop for a second and think and have that conversation, usually the rational side of your brain ends up winning and, and it ends up going, all right, okay, yeah, that actually does make sense. But very very little time do we actually step back and allow ourselves to have that conversation because we are all always 100 miles per hour and we like to think irrationally and we're stressed out and stuff like that yeah no totally 100 so mate um next kind of part i wanted to speak about and again it's quite, it's quite a broad a broad topic i suppose so like i think we use this word confidence like i want to gain confidence i want to increase my confidence i want to be able to kind of go and I want to go on holiday and I want to feel confident. Like, would you say there is any steps or any kind of um, mindsets to that that you would start with? Hmm. I know from a theory perspective, but I'm trying to just think actual experience. Yeah. Like I said earlier on, you can be in amazing shape and still not feel confident, still doubt yourself and question yourself. So it's not necessarily about like external, but external helps you see that you're doing something that you can sort of prove to something. So it's about to build real confidence and true confidence. It's about building a relationship with yourself. It's about um, understanding yourself. It's about um, recognizing as well. Like you, you, yes, I said, like you do things and you build confidence. 
but it's also as well like accepting your shortcomings and your vulnerabilities um that's confidence um and it's when you can accept that when you can be okay with that when you can be okay with that you are as you are now and that's completely um valid and amazing um that's how you build confidence um so it's that realization that awareness and that takes a lot of time so it does um so yeah like i i talk about like superficial confidence is like you build muscle um but then if you're still having those thoughts in your mind it um or it's like eternal tug of war then that's it's 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 about being okay with it. it's about being secure um so building that working on yourself doing what you said you would do um being okay with your shortcomings being okay being a work in progress um enjoying the journey um that's signs that i would say um build confidence and constantly yeah, constantly challenging yourself and growing um, is a great way to build your confidence. Yeah, mate, I, I definitely think like a lot of people believe confidence to be like a an end goal and it, it, it's almost in line with like a weight or like a, a physique that they've been in before or like, a, for example, like, do, like finishing a marathon or something like that. I believe that like the confidence will come from the end goal, but I believe that kind of like confidence is like a it's a feeling that can be like generated over time. And I, I mean, personally, I still feel like I'll have days where, whereby I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, confidence is a little bit low today. Like I'm, I'm a bit like, I don't, I'm not as confident as I would be perhaps on an, on another day. But I think it's, as I said, it's like, it's an ongoing kind of process that you need to work on. And as you kind of stated before, it's like, it's one of these things, just continually doing what you said you would do, continually backing yourself um, and it could just be something as simple as like nailing non-negotiables on a daily basis. I believe that that can build confidence in yourself as well. Um, because again, it can work in the opposite way whereby if you, you give up on something or you don't do what you said you would do, you can almost create that kind of relationship with yourself. Oh, you're not going to be able to do this today. And, and I think it kind of works the same as what we're talking about with like the, the kind of like the chimp on your shoulder as well. Like if, if you let him win more times than not, then that can kind of, more confidence in yourself if that makes sense mm, yeah 100 100 percent. and you're building competence for like doing things and then you're also building that relationship and the, the reason as well i said about like i think the missing part that not many people are talking about is it's like you also need to be compassionate about yourself um uh, that um you're not going to do everything. And that's why I think you build true confidence um, in yourself. So, no. 100%. And I want to kind of take this from a different scope now because from almost from like a selfish point of view, because I know that you are a business owner now and you're kind of, you're doing pretty well, if I do say so myself. Um, so, mate, what, what are the main kind of steps that you took to, to kind of level up as like a business owner over the past however many years because I think not only for me but there's a lot of guys within my program a lot of my listeners that are now um self-employed they have their own businesses they are kind of very ambitious guys as well guys and girls um was, was there anything that you would kind of that stuck out for you that really helped you level up as a business owner do you know what I'd say and it's something it's like you do it without realizing, but the biggest thing I would say, um, and I'm doing it more and more and more now, listen to the market. <laughs> what I mean by that is like too many people come in with an idea and put their idea out to people. So whether it's a name or whether it's a product or whether it's something, 
but it's like even you might have the best product but it's actually delivering it the way the market want to hear it okay the way they want to do it the what the language that they want the experience that they want to have so what i and you, you got to remember that like if you're coming in with an idea no matter like what industry like you've probably got a higher level of awareness to the market so you have to bring the market to awareness of the problem that your product serves so it's meeting them where they are at and this is this is an amazing skill you have to be able to understand people you have to be able to understand psychology you have to be able to understand like as well the actual steps you have to be able to understand like if it's a coaching product like yes right get someone in shape but it's like what are the steps that are that like i said help people realize why they're there what are the steps that they'll go through like for out this process what are this what do they expect and what is actually realistic, okay? So, like, it's really listening to what the market want, listening to what they um, need sometimes as well, like, going their way so that you can ultimately bring them your way, which is better off for them. So that would be the big thing that I would say is listen to the, what the market are, are craving and longing for. Um, and that takes a skill. That takes... Um, uh yeah that takes a massive skill to really get that right um so it does so yeah that would be my biggest thing that i would say yeah i think i almost kind of like subconsciously was was doing that as well with the the whole the nine to five athlete thing because i kind of almost was was looking at my current clientele and people that i was speaking to in the gym and it was constantly like oh, my job i'm burnt out from my job of i've not got any energy for playing football at night. I've not got any energy to go to the gym. I've not got any time. And I think that almost directed me to the nine to five athlete in a sense. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's massively helpful, mate. And um, so what I wanted to ask you about as well is I noticed you were playing, you're playing football. How's, um, how's football out there? Yeah, football's good, mate. Um, it's my first time back playing in about six years. Right, okay. Um, so it is, and uh, seven, seven years, I can't remember, but um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being back. It's something I switch off. I'm quite, um, go, go, go quite a lot and uh, sometimes struggle with that. So I switch off. It makes me present. I really enjoy it. Enjoy the social aspect of it. It's a decent standard, so it is. Um, but again, it's not too much um, in regards to commitment and things. So no, um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool. I'm really enjoying it. Um. I play for a team out here, and uh, yeah, they're, they're they're a great bunch of guys. Different kind of um, prospect playing in that heat, or are you kind of adjusted now? Um, I'm slowly adjusting to it. I sweat like I sweat buckets. I sweat buckets as it is normally, but I sweat buckets in the heat. Um, it's hard, and uh, sometimes we play at like 11, 12, and that's the hardest time. Um, but yeah, adjusting to it okay. Now it isn't too bad. Um, as it'll go for next year, it's probably be harder within the climate changes. Cool, man. And any like training goals just now? Any goals physically? Yeah. So like I was saying, I uh, break it down into four areas: uh, physique, performance, uh, professionally, and personally. So my goals from a physique perspective, I'm trying to get down to 80 kilo, I'm 84. So I want to just get down to there and have that baseline and a little bit of body fat um, that I'm holding on to. So tighten that up. Um, in regards to performance, um, I've got some markers. I didn't necessarily hit them last year. So um, I caught COVID and then get back into football and stuff that uh, hindered my recovery. Um, so I'm really just carrying those over there are hundred kilos, 160 kilos squat for three, um, a bench 120 for three, uh, 
deadlift 180 for five, overhead press for th- my body weight for three. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do a half marathon around May time and under an hour and 40. Um, I, I want to do well football. I don't want to be, I want to have a spot and uh, I want to basically like, that's my, sp- I know that I'm playing every single yeah. week. And then, um, yeah, they're, they're like my main sort of training goals at the minute. Um, and possibly I could see myself toying with the idea of a triathlon um, later in the year, maybe or next year. Mm-hmm. but really just be ready for like be look good feel good um be strong and uh, be mobile be able to move be able to do things so that's my main goal be the cool. nine to five athlete quality mate love it um and last question i always usually ask people is any recommendations for like podcasts or books that have really really hit home with you that have really kind of changed the way that you think yeah um atomic habits would probably be one of the biggest books i would say but if i say like what would what's really hit me um like what's really made the biggest development is mentorship like you can read all the books in the world and stuff but mentorship um and having great mentors and working with someone as well like i've been recently going through therapy the last sort of six months and i've learned so much about myself and people when they see that word they associate it with something's wrong and things like that or you're screwed like I'm highly functional. I do accept. I do. I, I I get goals. I I'm in a good space. But um, just the awareness that you get and uh, how you understand your own behavior and your own thinking is absolutely incredible. And it's an experience I think everyone should do um, at some stage in their life um, to really just to just like live life fuller, um, more fuller in themselves and knowing themselves and knowing exactly what they want um so that would probably be the biggest thing that i would say will really help someone grow um beyond any book but yeah atomic habits is a great book i recommend it to everyone if, you, yeah. if the listener doesn't know it it's about, it's, it's about it's about pretty much instilling habits into your day-to-day life um it's exceptional and just hard to deliver it is really nice really easy really simple um and really impactful yeah, 100%. I think it should probably be in the curriculum at school, that one. Um, I think a lot of people have now read it, but it's 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 unbelievable. And I've probably read it about three times now, as I keep forgetting. <laughs> so it's... Um, yeah. And mate, how's it, how's it living with the, the TMP master, Kieran? Kieran, yeah, it's cool. Mate, yeah, we're good sparring partners. Um, Kieran's a legend, so he is. Um, it's, it's good, mate. That's uh, one of the biggest things I love out here is the environment. Like, it just raises your overall um, vibration. And it's great having individuals that are like-minded and push you and see your blind spots. And again, we have just such great crack too. Um, have absolute banter. Um, so no, it's amazing. I really, really enjoy it. Um, and I've learned so much about myself, again, um, through him and through um, his work. And he's learned loads from me. And just as well, mate, it's good just to have banter and connect with people. And uh, yeah, just he's a really good guy. Yeah, I've heard about his um his trip to Sanctuary and then in Glasgow. And I think he was um drinking venoms with a couple of Welshmen, so I'm not sure how that went for him. <laughs> yeah, like Karen, Karen's a hero, so he is, and we have a good crack too. Like we act like two kids, so we do and uh, mess around and joke around and we've been away on a few trips and stuff, and it's been really good crack. Um so no, he's a good he's a great lad and um we've got a cool we set up. So no, I'm really, really enjoying it. Quality Ben. Well, mate, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. I think the listeners will take a, a hell of a lot away from that. So, um, mate, incredible. Thank you very much. Awesome. It's a pleasure. And guys, like anything that I talked about, um, 
today like it's I probably I rambled a bit. So if there's anything like you want to follow me up on, you want to ask more about or elaborate on, feel free just to um, shoot me a message. And again, really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to um, myself and Ryan today and appreciate you asking me on, Ryan. Thank you very much, mate. It's not a problem. Um, yeah, mate, I'll catch you later. Have a good day. Awesome. Thank you. See you later. See you, mate.